going on, everyone? What's up, and welcome to the Man Cave Huddle. And I'm your host, Greg. Thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. Wait, let me let this go. Uh, uh. Like I said, everyone, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to listen to the Man Cave Huddle. You can find the Man Cave Huddle on SoundCloud.com backslash the Man Cave Huddle. That's SoundCloud.com backslash the Man Cave Huddle. Now, you can also find the Man Cave Huddle on iTunes. Simply just go onto iTunes on your phone, click on that little podcast button, and put the Man Cave Huddle in the search box, and it should pop up. And if you want to hit me up on social media, there's a topic that you didn't like that I I, I express my views on, or maybe there's a topic you feel that I should talk about, or you just want to basically express how you felt about the last episode, you can communicate with me via Twitter at Man Cave Huddle. Our social media is at Man Cave Huddle. Now, normally, uh, the last episode wasn't too long. My past couple episodes, I hit on a range of topics. Today, I don't want to do that. I want to keep it nice and simple. Today, I want to stick to one topic and one topic only with the NFL draft upon us. Why I think the New York Giants shouldn't draft running back Saquon Barkley from the University of Penn State. Yeah, you heard me. I do not think that the Giants, with the second overall pick, if they keep that draft pick, should draft Saquon Barkley out of Penn State. Now, before everybody starts stopping the car, start talking about, wait, what was that Twitter again? I'm definitely going to hit him up on this. Let me tell you why. First of all, I understand Saquon is a generational player. He has great talent. I know, and I've seen him play. He's a 5-2 running back. What is a 5-2 running back? He can pass protect. He can catch. He could run for power, meaning third and one, third and goal. And we need inches. You could give him the ball, slam it up in the line, and he has enough power to at least get you those inches. He can also run for long, explosive runs. We've seen him run for nice 80-yard touchdown runs, and it's just been a nice gallop down the field. And he also has that make-you-miss ability to where you get him out in open space or the point of attack is blocked perfectly, and there's only him and the safety between the end zone, and he shimmies him out of the way and takes it to the house. I've seen all that. Nice kid, face-of-your-franchise type of individual, no-off-the-field issues type of guy where you're like, you know what? We want him to be the face of the franchise for the next 10 years. But you know what? This isn't how it always works out. Sometimes, I'm not saying you need the bad guy to win, but what I'm saying is these are the reasons why I feel the Giants shouldn't draft Saquon Barkley. Okay. The league that we're playing in right now is what type of league, everyone? It's a passing league, right? The precedent is put on passing. Why is it that edge rushers are the premium defenders to get now in the draft as opposed to run-stuffing linebackers or run-stuffing defensive tackles? These guys don't really run as much. They run to just create a type of balance or set up the pass game. Points nowadays come in the pass game. You control the game with the run. But if you want to put up points, it comes via the pass game. What does running the rock do? Running the rock, you beat your opponent into submission. You take the will away from them. I get that. But if you want to put up points, yeah, you better play action. You better go deep. 
shelf life of players that are running backs. They're not that long. Some of them, the, the, the real elite ones, you could maybe get high production for maybe seven to ten years. But then once you hit that ten-year mark, it's almost like that 19, what is this, 2018 now? It's like that 20, 2015 Honda Accord that you got. And then when it hits 2020, is it still need two minutes to warm up when it's like eight degrees outside? I think not. I think we all know that after a couple years, all that wear and tear, all those hits, all that running, all that everything, you think that the, in year 10, the production is going to be the same in year one? I think not, my friend. Shelf life is an issue with a running back. Unless you're a ready-to-win right-now team like the Dallas Cowboys were when they drafted Ezekiel Elliott, they had an offensive line. They had passing weapons, right? They were in a position to where they knew, look, this is a luxury to have a capability of drafting a running back right now. Now it's Dak Prescott, the quarterback. Before it's Tony Romo. So their quarterback situation was always solidified. And as I aforementioned, it's a passing league. So can a running back running the ball dominate a game? Dominate your season? Can he carry you to the Super Bowl? Can a running back dominate a game? A game, maybe. 150 yards, 200 yards, yeah. But you know what? Nowadays, the premier running backs, it's the threat of having them on the field that creates play-action opportunities. I get that. But you don't need one running back to be a threat to run the rock. And one thing I did some research on, right? I want to ask everyone out there. Now, the Giants are going to draft two. So I want to ask everyone within the listening voice of the realm of me speaking through the man cave huddle. In the last 20 years, can you name me a running back? that was drafted top 10, that has won the Super Bowl? I'm going to give you a minute to think about that. Name me, in the last 20 years, a running back that has won the Super Bowl and was drafted top 10 as a running back. I didn't hear anybody. You know why? There's only four. In the last 20 years, there's only been four running backs out of a potential 19 running backs that were drafted top 10 in the past 20 years. Only four won the Super Bowl. And I'll let you know who they were right now. One running back, former USC Trojan Reggie Bush. Remember him? Reggie Bush push against Notre Dame. Remember him? Drafted uh, high up in the draft. I think he was drafted number two overall. Was he really a driving force when they won the Super Bowl? Or was it that interception by Peyton Manning that sealed the deal for the New Orleans Saints? Or was it Drew Brees passing the rock everywhere? Reggie Bush didn't get the ball 20 times a game that game, running up and down the field. Jamal Lewis, everybody remember him? Jamal Lewis, yeah. Remember when the Ravens had beaten the Giants in the Super Bowl? That was the Ray Lewis' first Super Bowl when he got in trouble. And he came back and they had that dominant defense. Yeah. Shannon Sharp. 
They had Trent Dilfer, but Jamal Lewis, he was a, a top 10 drafted running back. I think I don't even know how much longer he was in the league after they won the Super Bowl. But he had a great Super Bowl game. But it was that defense that entire season that was literally giving that team the opportunity to win because Trent Dilfer wasn't the one that was passing the rock up and down the field. They were literally saying, look, we're going to run, 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 and hold a team to literally three points, and hopefully we can score some points to win. Jerome Bettis, Hall of Fame running back out of Notre Dame, was drafted 10. And by the time he went and won the Super Bowl, he wasn't the premier back. It was fast Willie Parker. Remember that year when they won against Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. Last but not least, remember the fact that the greatest show on turf? You had Kurt Warner at quarterback, Isaac Bruce at one receiver, Torrey Holt at the other receiver, and my man Marshall, what the fuck, at running back. Now, out of all the players that I just mentioned, Marshall was probably the one that was a real driving, guiding force in terms of he was the the, the 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 straw that stirred the pot because he was able to run and get you a buck 20 on the ground and maybe get you another 80 through the air. So you got Reggie Bush, Jamal Lewis, Jerome Bettis, and Marshall Falk as the, la- as the only four running backs in the last 20 years that were drafted top 10 and won the Super Bowl. But yet... Everybody feels, oh, you need a running back. You need a running back. You got to get Saquon. He's so talented. Saquon is it. You don't need that, man. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl champions. Right? LeGarrette Blunt. Patriots cut him loose. You had a, a Jai. Miami Dolphins let him loose. And they had another guy that was a rookie that they drafted playing in there. A rookie. And the Patriots, I never know who's starting that running back for them anyway. Because they always seem to be the same type of mold of player. 5'10", can run a little bit, catch a little bit. And every year it's a new guy, a new starter, and it's a new bunch of players. Right? I mean, look at Adrian Peterson. Great running back. 1,500-yard seasons, all these great seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are talking about Ezekiel Elliott. And the Dallas Cowboys. I understand he he got into a bit of trouble this year. And that really hampered his season. We'll see what happens in his upcoming season. But he hasn't, he hasn't won the Super Bowl. Right? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette getting all those opportunities because Blake Bortles wasn't as effective as they thought. We'll see next year. You got Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was on the Rams before Jared Goff got there. Right? Now, he was the focal point of that offense. And after last year, seeing how well Jared Goff played, I'm not saying Todd Gurley's stats are going to diminish, but let's just see how much of a focal point of the offense he is next year. In my opinion, if the Giants were to draft and keep that position at number two, you know who I would take? With the second pick in the 2018 draft, the New York Giants select defensive end from North Carolina State, Bradley Chubb. There's nothing wrong getting a little Chubb in your life. Edge rusher, pass rusher, 
Go into a 3-4 defense. He could be multidimensional. Is he a defensive end? Is he an outside linebacker? By the way, for all the diehard Giant fans out there, last time we drafted a defensive player that high in the draft. Do you know who it is? The one and only Lawrence Taylor. I think he had a pretty good career. I mean, there are a lot of good running backs that are active right now that were drafted in the top 10. We'll see what happens. Maybe in the next coming years, I could be wrong. I said Todd Gurley is one of them. Ezekiel Ellis another one of them. Leonard Fournette. Adrian Peterson. We'll see where he winds up. Christian McCaffrey. Drafted on the Carolina Panthers. We'll see what he does. And C.J. Spiller. Those are the only other active running backs that were drafted in the top 10 that are still in the league. So I don't really think that for you to sit there and say you have to draft Saquon Barkley. No! Draft a player that you feel is going to be there for the next 10 to 15 years and go into the Hall of Fame. Because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and let's say it doesn't work out and now you got to rebuild. The Giants have been sitting here waiting and trying to think, all right, all we need to do is put a Band-Aid on this and a Band-Aid on that. And we can make it back to this playoffs. And that hasn't happened. So what happens next year if things begin to fall apart a little bit more and now you put all your eggs in a running back and don't have that offensive line yet? It's a passing league. So what stops the pass? Defense. Edge rushers, guys that can get at the quarterback, set the edge, watch your lane, right? Or why not draft the quarterback? Have him sit for a couple years. Those are just my thoughts on why I think the Giants should not draft Saquon Barkley and they should go in another direction. One last point I'd like to make, if the Giants don't keep position number two, and they dra- there's a rumor out there that they might trade with the Bills and get the 12th and the 21st pick in the draft, I'll tell you this much. At 12, there are two players that could potentially still be there that I would love to have on the Giants next year. How about safety out of Florida State, Derwin James? Yeah, he's right up there with Minka Fitzpatrick. Or better yet, why don't we really become trendsetters? Change the mold and draft one Lamar, not related to Michael Jackson, quarterback out of Louisville, similar to an RG3, except this time we're going to teach him how to slide, right? Makes sense to me, but hey, it's my opinions. You disagree with me? I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. Get at me at Twitter, at Man Cave Huddle. Leave me some of your thoughts and let me know what you think. Okay, so I'd like to end this episode like I do with every episode with a positive quote. Positive quote that I have for you is, if you don't fight for what you want, don't cry for what you lose. Because if you're not willing to fight for what you want, don't cry when it's not there. Thank you for listening. Have a good time. Good night, everybody. Bye bye.